All right. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Bears Den presented by War Media. I am Saul Rodriguez, joined by my co-host, Joe Tanksley. How are we doing, Joe? Ready for the 2023 NFL season, man? You know what? I'm, I'm ready to get the week one versus Green Bay. I feel like, oh, yeah. you know, there's a, a lot of speculation, there's a lot of uneasiness, a lot of uncertainty, uncertainty. And I think a lot of those questions will be answered once the season starts. So, you know, I know we got one more preseason game coming up, but, I, you know, I'm just ready for the games to count. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's one of those things where it's like the preseason, I feel like it's always the same. You're excited for that first game, but once you get past the first game, it's like it, it's a little bit more of a grind because not a lot of the guys are playing. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but we're back and, and ready for uh, the 2023 NFL season. But before that, uh, the Bears have one more preseason game. Uh, the Bears have lost both their preseason games. Not that it matters. Uh, but now to the important stuff, you know, uh, the quarterback uh, controversy, I guess, for the backup job. Uh, we'll talk about that because I know it's a hot topic. <laughs> uh, injuries uh, to players like Tevin Jenkins and Darnell Wright have been uh, more of the negative light that has happened in the last week as well as uh, the lack of play by Justin Fields. It actually was updated today as we're recording this on Thursday, August 24th. So definitely want to get uh, your thoughts on that, Joe, as well. And we'll finish off with just some quick hitters on, you know, stuff happening around the league like Dalvin Cook, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 49ers quarterback stuff. So we'll get this thing going. Um, You know, uh, when it looked like the Bears uh, were going to get out of the preseason without significant injuries, a couple of injuries to a couple of key linemen happened, you know, in first-round draft pick Darnell Wright, who left practice uh, this week with an ankle injury, and Tevin Jenkins, who suffered a leg injury this week as well. Uh, his timeline uh, for return is unknown. Uh, how concerning is this heading into the season, especially for a position like the offensive line? Uh, because that's, that's a position that the Bears have had issues with, you know, just the quality of play. Um, and obviously they, they enhanced that with Darnell in this offseason in the draft. But um, and, and, you know, besides that position as well, there, were inj- there was an injury to Cole Komet uh, yesterday but he came back today and coach Eberflus said that he is fine. So that's good. That's, you know, good news there. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about all these injuries and how it's going to impact the bears kind of heading into the season? You know, I, Ryan Post, you know, took it upon himself this off season to, to bolster the offensive line. And, 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 you know, on paper, it looked like it was going to be much improved, but right now, you know, it stands with the, all the injuries that line is decimated. And, you know, you got, you know, you know, we, you didn't mention Cody Whitehair having a hand injury. Hand injury, you know, he was mm-hmm. supposed to be the starting center, mm-hmm. you know, you know. And now that Tevin Jenkins is out, Cody, you know, Cody Whitehair is just a hand injury, so he's moving the guard. You know, now Lucas Patrick, I guess, is slated to be, you know, the starting center, but he hasn't really practiced all mm-hmm. this year. You got Nate, you know, no pads, Nate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know that they just signed in the off season. Uh, you know, so is is you know this is where a lot of the uneasiness or uncertainty you know comes in, because so much of this you know of Justin Fields' development and his success is not really predicated you know on him. You know that that offensive line was a big part of that. You know, and having a solid you know offensive line is definitely going to affect his evaluation going into the season. You know, uh, you know, most people expected, you know, to have, for him to have, a, you know, a big improvement this year. Some people even said, you know, that he might be the MVP this year or he could be an MVP candidate this year. I'm not willing to go that far, you know. And, you know, it's you got to remember, you know, when we talk about quarterback development, this stuff is not linear, you know. And, and I feel like not having a static offensive line is going to 
affect that, you know, that, that progression for him where it won't be linear. It's going to be more up and down. And, you know, with the way this fan base is right now, I feel like any, any downs are going to get, you know, magnified that much more, you know, because of it. Um, but hopefully, you know, we got a few more weeks to week one. And maybe some of these guys, you know, get back. I'm not sure, not so sure how the injury to Darnell Wright is, you know, in the preseason. They don't have to list specific injuries and give specific timetables and all, you know, and all that. But so, you know, we'll find out week one, you know, how serious everything is. But, you know, as the injuries as a whole, you know, you we haven't seen Tremaine Edmonds in a long time. Uh, Javon, you know, Jaquan Brisker is, is missing significant, you know, practice time. Uh, Cole, not Cole, Coleman, but uh, Chase Claypool, sorry, um, you know, was out with a soft tissue injury. You know, you, you got a list of very important guys, you know, that, you know, that the Bears need, to, you know, to have a successful, you know, season, you know, that are out and who can't practice. And so that that's where all that uneasiness is starting to, to settle in for, you know, for a lot of us. Yeah, you're right. I think kind of like, you know, as close as we are to the regular season, I think it's another thing, too, is that if this would have happened like a month ago, it would have had a different, um, you know, mm-hmm. just a different feel. But I think kind of heading into it, uh, it's it's a little different. But, yeah, it, you mentioned Lucas Patrick. I, I think, you know, that's an interesting one. And, and Iberflus did say as well, he's day to day. So hopefully it's somebody else that, you know, because man, you just can't have all these injuries to all these guys, especially from that position as well. But uh, another thing I want to ask you about was, was another big story, if you want to call it that, uh, you know, just to give us uh, something else to talk about, but the preseason uh, QB battle with the backup guys, and that's Tyson Badgett uh, has played his way somehow in the conversation. Maybe he hasn't, but it seems like he's played his way in the conversation, even though many still say PJ Walker uh, is going to start the season as the, the, the backup quarterback there. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's pundits that have said, you know, said this is overblown. I mean, that's, I think, where I side most, to be honest. Uh, it's been two exhibition games that mean nothing. Uh, so some fans, you know, are all talking about how, because I heard, I've heard some, some fans talk about, oh, they got to protect Badgett because somebody's going to steal him. It's like, dude, like it is not that serious. Not to mention the NFL added that emergency quarterback rule now. So he can have that position if you're that worried. Uh, but what, what have you made out? What have you made from this? Uh, honestly, what I call a goofy situation. You know what? I, I think that Tyson Badgett has 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 earned this. Uh, he he's he's played well. He's looked good. He's been on time with the throws. He's, you know, he he he's been phenomenal. But he's also playing against the other scrubs too. <laughs> and, <laughs> exactly. that, and, and that's and that's what we have to remember. He's also playing against the other team scrubs too. <laughs> you know, and that and that's and, and that's what it really boils down to. Does he deserve? You know, a deeper look, a, a bigger opportunity, sure. But to to you know, to say he's ready to be a backup and take on the backup role, and you know, be prepared to step in, you know, you know, we'll have to see a little bit more than just the two preseason games against the scrubs. Um, I think that you know, PJ Walker has not looked good, and this is you know, that's that's on him, and you know, he this is this is his fault. You know, he's mm-hmm. a veteran. He's the guy that they signed. You know, he needs to be better, you know, and I think that, you know, Evil Flutes and his coaching staff, they're not afraid to give young guys opportunities. And so, I mean, that's that's pretty much the way it is. You know, he mm-hmm. he has to show, show and prove that he can lead the team in case Justin goes down, which he probably will, you know, one or two weeks. He'll probably miss a couple games because, you know, most 
all the quarterbacks do with games in the NFL. And the backup the backups have to play two or three games, you know, in the NFL season. So um, you know, he has to prove that he can be reliable and be able to step in and keep the team in it. Uh, so I, I do think that it, you know it's worth giving Tyson Badgett a look, a look. But you know, PJ Walker played you know played pretty well. You know, he wasn't great, but he played pretty well with the Carolina Panthers last year. You know, he he won a big game in Carolina. You know, with, with a late pass to, to, to DJ Moore uh, against Atlanta. So like he you know he's he's played it. He, he's played. You know, he they the Carolina Panthers were in the in the playoff stretch, and PJ Walker played. You know, during, during that time period. So I think, you know, when the season starts, he'll be ready to play uh, because he's a veteran. Um, but Tyson Badgett definitely deserves an opportunity and definitely deserves a shot, you know, at that dirt emergency QB spot. Um, you know, Nathan Peterman is what Nathan Peterman is. We don't need to see any more of him. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you can get rid of Nathan Peterman. You know what I'm saying? You know, if that's if that's what the decision is, Nathan Peterman and Tyson Badgett, take Tyson Badgett. <laughs> I no, yeah, I agree. I that I think it's something we can all agree on. But I think a lot of people have also been saying that, you know, the Bears should just let this play out in the sense of, you know, hey, you know, if they keep him at the emergency as the emergency QB, that third QB spot, like, you know, let that be. You know, because it, it'd be a good thing if the Bears can develop their own quarterback just to see what happens, you know, or if they can develop right. them and, and be eventually be the be the primary backup. That's cool in itself. So we'll, we'll see what that situation brings up. But I know definitely on a more important topic, uh, how do you feel about the lack of play that, you know, that feels has had, you know, in, in the preseason? Obviously, like I said, this has been updated now um, to, you know, to the fact that he will start against the Bills on Saturday. Um so I'll, I'll shift it as to, do you think that's the right decision? What would you have done as a coach? Because I, I think a lot of the ways that people have been talking about is that, are you on the side of let him get his reps in, you know, you know, not too many, but let him get his, you know, some game time. Or are you in the camp that, Hey, these games don't matter. Uh, this is, a you know, an, just another important year to the fields, you know, let him, you know, let him go out there on September 10th against the Packers um, in, in general. How do you feel about this whole situation? And what, what would you have done? Uh, you know, differently if you did anything at all with uh, this situation? Well, here's the thing. I, I think people were upset that, you know, Justin Fields did not play against the Indianapolis Colts. And, you know, mm-hmm. and Matt Eberflus gave a, a pretty solid explanation as to why, you know, uh, those those practices, you know, were well-documented, you know, through numerous city pundits in Chicago. Uh, and, you know, the intensity of those practices, I think they would even hit the turf uh, once during those practices, you know, with, with the Indianapolis Post players being a little bit too reckless, you know, mm-hmm. during, the, you know, during the team drills. Um, and so I kind of got an inclination or a feeling that's probably was the reason Justin didn't play that game. I kind of feel like, you know, the, the, the Indianapolis Colts were got kind of getting a little bit too chippy and a little dirty. Even. Mm-hmm. And so I think, the coaches had a discussion and decided to leave that, you know, leave him out the game, you know, for that week. Uh, but I, I do think though that, you know, that him playing against the Bills is the right decision. You know, he needs game reps, you know, and you know, you know, football is a game that you get better at by playing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, and being in game situations, you know, and you know, it's not as, as controlled as, you know, as, as the practice environment, you know, and it's, you know, definitely the risk, you know, of injury, but, 
you know, Patrick Mahomes is playing in preseason games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, so like I, I think he has to play. You know, I, I, it, it's interesting though because I would rather him have played against the Indianapolis Colts with you know a, a more solid offensive line than this piecemeal that we got this week. But you know, he's mm-hmm. he's got to get ready for Week One, and he's got to get those reps in. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that, and I think uh, also just like overall. It, it, even though it was only, you know, three downs, but how did you feel about his performance in that first game where he just came out first touchdown to DJ Moore first over the, you know, with Herbert as well. Like how, how did you like that as well as, you know, you know, obviously he didn't continue to play, but um, how did you feel about that performance? Even though it's, you know, it's minuscule. Here's the thing. The Bears got some good stuff on tape, mm-hmm. you know, with, with those three, with, the, with those plays, you know, they, 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 they showed the ability, you know, of speed and, and being able to take it to the house, which which teams Green Bay is going to have to you know game plan for. They got weapons who can run and get to the end zone. That's something that they're going to have to worry about, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I think he probably could have played a little bit more that first game. But I get, mm-hmm. I understand, I understand, you know, Getsy and Evil Foos wanted to end it on that note with some success, three for three. You know, with, mm-hmm. with points on the board, with points on the board, that's a good positive. You know, um, so I, I, I get that. I would definitely like have to see some more intermediate throws. You know, it, 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 we got to realize that you know, Justin didn't really have you know have to do a lot of intermediate throws. You mm-hmm. know, in, in Ohio State, everything was to the house. Everything was to the score. It was scored nothing. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? And so being able to, you know, to, to pinpoint, you know, those those routes and you know, the, the five to eight to ten to fifteen yard range is something that he's gonna be able to, you know, need to do in the NFL. You know, teams are gonna, you know, you know, you gotta be able to read defenses and figure out what the weak point in those defenses are and how to get the ball to the right space. You know, that's gonna, you know, you know, improve the length of his career. You know, and it's also going to put the Bears in the better position to win games. Yeah, no, that's that's true. And I think um, I'm sure you ask any quarterback, let alone Fields, uh, if he wants to play all three games and all three. I'm, I'm sure he wanted to play a large amount of that. Uh, just, you know, but at the same time, uh, I, I'm definitely see where, you know, where a lot of these coaches come from, where it's like you got to protect your players, especially in meaningless games to where a lot of people always say, right, it's like, why even play these? You know, we went from four games to three. Um, and some people are like, oh, like we should just get rid of all of you. But it's like, I do also understand the side of like, you know, other players are playing for a position. Other players are playing for a job. Um, these games matter to, mm-hmm. to some to some positions. So, uh, yeah, I definitely I, see I, that. I, I think it's I think it's a lot different now, too, yeah. because, you know, these, you know, back in the day when they had the two a day practices and things like that, they kind of needed them because mm-hmm. guys weren't working off in the offseason off season <laughs> like they are now. They, yeah. you know. You know, guys. You know, guys will get out of shape in the off season, and you kind of have to work them back into shape. You know, and nowadays, these this is all these they get paid billions of dollars, and all they do is take care of the body and work out, and you know, improve and hone their skills. And so, you know, I do think that today's athlete versus the past athlete. I mean, I'm getting off subject, but <laughs> <laughs> but but we're, we're talking about practices. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think these athletes now are more finely tuned. 
Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it is, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, these are these are finally two muscle cars getting ready to crash to one another. And, you know, it's, when they're finally tuned, there's a lot that can go wrong in any instant. You know, anything can throw it off. You know, this is this, these are not, you know, Chevy Silverados. <laughs> <laughs> these these are not these are not four F one fifties. We got we got we got muscle cars, we got Ferraris, we got Corvettes out there, you know what I'm saying? Even the offensive linemen, these offensive linemen, mm-hmm. especially on the Bears, are like I like Bentley trucks. Like G class. G wagons. Right. You know, G wagons. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> you know, you got to kind of be careful with them. No, yeah, you make some good points. And that's true. I mean, I, I, and that that conversation, I feel like happens almost like every, like, you know, major league baseball spring training because of how many games there are, there's 30 games and people are like, really, we need this much, you know, with these athletes are, you know, and it's true. These athletes are, they're a different breed, but you know, it's, it's definitely, uh, um, a conversation I think worth having, I think every year when it comes to this time of the year, but moving on, I think to the hey, rest I'm of the league. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not even really sure I answered the question correctly. It's just something <laughs> <that's popular. laughs> hey, You took us somewhere anyways, Joe, you took us for a ride. Yeah. Anyways. That was just something that I guess that was just on my mind, you know, just, that's just something that I had to let out. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hey, that's, that's, we just, we treat this right here as it's, we get a little bit of venting for whatever it is, right? Whenever it comes to the game. Right. So definitely uh, appreciate that. But you, you mentioned actually, one thing you did mention though, was the fact that, you know, the weapons that Justin Fields has. And uh, is there a possibility that we can add some more? Because the, one of the things that I want to talk about when moving on to the rest of the league is uh, what do you, what do you make of the latest on Jonathan Taylor running back for the Colts who asked for a trade on July 25th? Uh, apparently six teams have reached out to the Colts, including the Miami Dolphins and apparently the Bears as well. Uh, but no one has seemed to been, a- you know, been able to meet the Colts demands. Uh, it turns out, you know, the Colts have given Taylor until Tuesday to find a suitable trade because um, they've told uh, Taylor to engage with teams himself. Uh, what do you think will end up happening and where do you see a perfect fit? I mean, is it the Bears? Is it the Dolphins? Like, you know, w- what's your take on this? Well, considering you know, that the, the Bears don't have, I mean, I, 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 I won't say the Bears don't, but let me take that back. Let me go back. Considering, this is what I want to say, all right, considering <laughs> that the NFL is not playing, paying running backs, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, their, their value, um, you know, the, the value, the running back market has, you know, been devalued, you know, since, you know, the days of, Danny and Tomlinson and all those guys and Barry Sanders and, you know, getting, you know, big contracts at the time. Um, and, you know, because you can find one, you know, in the fourth or fifth round, you know, you can find the Isaiah Pacheco on the late ground and he can, you know, be a major weapon in the Super Bowl. You know, you can find guys to run the ball. Um, however, though, you know, a lot of times you can't find guys that are special. Um, and I think that Jonathan Taylor, you know, even though he had a down year, you know, last year, but the Colts were, you know, the Colts were bad last year. Um, not as bad as the Bears, but they were bad. And um, I, I do think he has has a special talent. He does have special one and ability. Um, and I, I, I do think that, you know, he's, you know, a player that's, you know, you know, worth a big contract. I think, um, 
the I think the Bears have the capital to 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 make a move if they want to. Uh, and I think you know Ryan Poles, you know, with the way he's been able to manage the salary cap and the room that he has, you know, because you're not going to trade you know for Jonathan Taylor unless you're going to you know pay him. He's not going to want to come here unless he's guaranteed to get paid. You know, what I'm saying some mm-hmm. kind of money. You know, what I'm saying that's 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 the caveat. You know, the catch twenty two with this. You know, you can trade for him, give up the assets, but now you have to pay him. You know, and I think. You know, Jonathan Taylor is 24 years old, you know, so, you know, you know, running backs typically, you know, hit that wall around 28, 29 or so. So he has about four good years left, four to five good years left before he hits that wall. Uh, And so, you know, you kind of kind of have to take it with that. You know, can you get a fair number? You know, saying I'm pretty sure with, you know, the money that the Bears have, you know, and the salary cap is going to continue to increase, you know. So I, I, I think they could do it. Will they do it? I don't know. Um, it, it all depends on what the culture wants for them and what they're asking for. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not sure if I'm, you know, we gave up a second round pick for, for Chase Claypool. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. Right. You know, why he's been, you know, very, you know, pragmatic and, 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 and practical and all those, all those key words and, you know, done his due diligence and, you know, very frugal. And, and, and careful, you know, he did spend a second round pick on Chase Claypool. You know, could I see him giving up a second round pick for, for Jonathan Taylor? Absolutely. You know, do I think he should do it? I would do it better if it was a third or fourth rounder, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get, I get, yeah. I get that. The, the weighing the options there is definitely, you know, something that the, the luxury bears have, the bears have there. Cause it's one of those things where I'm like, do, do they really, do they need a guy like Taylor? I wouldn't say they necessarily need, is it nice? Would it be great to have a guy like Taylor? Obviously anybody would want to take that. So, you know, you look sure. at the, the bears running back core, you know, with, with Herbert and, and Roshan Johnson, who a lot of people think could be the number one, who knows, we'll see, we'll see what happens in real games and, and, and you know, real reps, but um, definitely have for people raving about him. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to get fascinating and it has continued to get fascinating because even as of right now, I got, um, an update saying that that was a notification I got with Colts deny fins offer for JT. So dolphins continue to engage Colts in potential trade. Um, but the Broncos and bears are also interested. So, um, this is something that is, you know, still a long way to go, even if it's until Tuesday that it gets decided, but we'll see what happens. Um, some of the quick hitters I wanted to do before we go, um, is definitely wanted to get your, your opinion. So just say, you know, yes or no, whether you think this is going to happen and and why or why not. Uh, so we'll start with uh, Dalvin cook in New York. Uh, do you think Dalvin cook will return to form with the new look New York jets? I I think that, uh, you know, Dalvin cook, you know, was a big part of the Minnesota Vikings. I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Uh, I, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is, you know, why he's great and has, you know, won back-to-back MVPs and, you know, done some great things in the league. You know, he he, he is willing to lean on the run game, you know, to, to, to help give, get, get him a win. You know, he's done, he's done it with Green Bay. And I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is a quarterback that appreciates having a, a strong running game. Uh, you know, it, you know, because, you know, being able to run the ball helps keeps team, keeps, keeps teams off balance, keeps defenses off balance. So I, I do think Dalvin Cook could be solid in the, with the New York Jets. Yeah, and, and I mean, also just not, you know, 
just because he's on a different team, but it'll be interesting to see what he does on hard knocks. Cause of course the jets are on hard knocks. Uh, right. So we'll see what, what kind of entertainment he brings there. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, has a new home. He's with the new England Patriots. Uh, he said this week, quote, I'm a good fit in your eyes. Is he or not? You know what? I think <laughs> here's the thing. Ezekiel Elliott is a weird dude to me, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know him personally, you know, because I really know that much about him. I just, when I see him, he just looks weird to me, but, you know, it, you know, it, it's just me, but I, I, you know, I think he's another guy as well. I, you know, you know, when he came into the league, you know, he, he was a dynamic running back, you know, and he held out before, the, you know, the end of his rookie contract and got paid. You know, and ultimately, though, he he got, you know, he got his job taken, you know, by, by Pollard, you know, a, a younger guy, you know, in Dallas. They thought, you know, they liked him a little bit more than what Ezekiel Elliott was giving them. I think that uh, uh, Bill Belichick and that, you know, Patriots defense are going to find situations to use Ezekiel Elliott to the best of his abilities. I think right now, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, I, I still think he got a lot of juice in the tank. You know, he's still young enough. You know, I still think he has his speed. You know, I, I just think, you know, uh, they asked him to pound a lot, you know, in, in Dallas and running between the tackles a lot. And, you know, it kind of it kind of warmed down a little bit. I think, you know, the, the New, England, New England Patriots, you know, they got, you know, Ramon J. Stevenson, you know, and now they add him, you know, with a change of pace. You know, I think, you know, they got, they're going to have a good two-headed, you know, rushing attack in, in New England. And I think when you split the two carries between Ramondre Stevenson and Zicky Elliott, he, he's going to be successful because he doesn't have to carry the load. And he can keep himself fresh, you know, when you, know, when you can see that juice again. Yeah, you're right. And you mentioned, you know, that's what I was going to say is that he goes into an interesting position because it's not like the Patriots are just going to hand with the number one spot with, with a guy like Stevenson there. Uh, but at the same time, that could be a nasty duo if Elliot's even able to find half of what he had before and, and, and you know, kind of find a groove. But um, definitely not fellow for sure uh, from all the stuff that you always just see with with Elliot. But, man, if you could just, uh, you know, put all that stuff aside and just play some good football, you know, I think mm-hmm. everyone will like that duo in, in New England. I think um, it will make them a lot more dangerous. Um, the, the last thing I want to ask you about, um, was the 49ers. They named uh, Sam Darnold as their backup quarterback over Trey Lance. Not many believe Lance will be traded. Uh, do you think the 49ers made the right move there? You know what? I, I, here's the thing. I, I, <laughs> I mean, all this is really is really to tra- Trey Lance. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they drafted him, you know, with, with that high pick, you know, and, you know, and they put a lot on him. I think uh, – the, the injury that he suffered was unfortunate, you know, and it's just kind of a, a big fall from grace, you know, so, you know, Brock Purdy came in and was able to manage and, and, and help lead the team to win. I think, you know, right now, you know, with Kyle Shanahan with that defense and the ability to run the ball and the weapons they have with Christian McCaffrey, Debo, uh, and uh, who's the other receiver's name? Uh, he's he's oh, really uh, good too. Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk, yeah, Brandon Ayuk. Um, um, they got a lot of good weapons, you know, and you know, and they, they, he can just kind of, you know, throw those bubble screens and stuff like you know that we saw Justin doing. It. It's, it's crazy, when, you know, Brock Purdy was doing it, mm-hmm. even to the 49ers to the to the to the, to the playoffs, 
it was great. You know what I'm saying? He's doing a wonderful, he's doing wonderful. He's, he's awesome. You know, then we saw, you know, him getting the playoff game against the Eagles. <laughs> and, saw, <laughs> and saw what it really was, yep. you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's just the same team that, you know, you know, Justin went toe to toe with. <laughs> so, yep. you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think, uh, I think uh, it'll be interesting. Kyle Shanahan has a way of, you know, running the ball and, you know, putting, you know, his team in a good position to be successful. Sam Darnold, uh, he, he's a guy, guy who came in, I guess, what, when he came in from USC, he had, he had a really high ceiling. Um, and I, I still think, you know, he has a lot of good football left in him. You know, he has pretty good mobility. He, you know, he has the ability to make all of the throws. And so I think when you look, you know, he, he's, he's been around the league too now, he kind of bounced around. He knows what the NFL is about. He's a professional, you know, and in case Brock Purdy, you know, is not cutting it, I think a guy like Darnold with Kyle Shanahan will be able to step in, you know, and kind of do what Jimmy G did, but a little bit better, you know, but a little bit better. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, as, as you said, I mean, the, there's a lot of stuff going on with the quarterback position when you mentioned Brock Purdy and all that stuff. So, um, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, saying stuff about Lance and like, you know, this, this, and that, uh, like talking smack, but Hey, he goes to a different, he goes to a different spot, man. And, you know, wish him nothing but the best. Hopefully he's able to find it with someone with another team, um, you know, find some kind of success. Cause he definitely has a lot of talent. And uh, if he can showcase mm-hmm. somewhere else, I think that'd be good for the NFL. Uh, but I think that's a, it's a good place to wrap things up for this edition of War Media's Bears Den. Uh, make sure to check out all of our other content of the At Bad Podcast, where we talk White Sox front office moves, Otani's injury, and more. Um, our new episode of Slam Society as well with uh, Will Resendez and Josh Wright is out today. The fellows talk UFC 292 and preview WWE Payback. Uh, me and Anthony Pisana also interviewed Zach Arnold, producer of Cobra Kai, and talked all things writer strike. Um, that will be streaming Monday on all platforms. So definitely check that out. Uh, so want to thank my co-host Joe Tanksley as always, uh, and thanks as you for watching as well. I'm Saul Rodriguez. Until next time, everybody. <laughs>